0: Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by the 4th Annual Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers, Wild Alaska Pollock Meeting, taking place at the Western Seattle in Seattle, Washington on October 17th, 2022. The Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers, also known as GAP, is working to promote wild Alaska pollock in major whitefish markets around the world with a focus on Europe, North America, and Japan. Their goal is to educate both seafood buyers and consumers about the superior benefits of Wild Alaska Pollock. The theme of this year's Wild Alaska Pollock meeting is strategically building awareness and demand for the perfect protein and will bring together representatives from all segments of the Wild Alaska Pollock industry, marketing experts, and visionary speakers designed to challenge the status quo and inspire collaboration for tackling future industry challenges. Topics will include economic updates, consumer research and trends, the results from the new GAP Always On While Alaska Pollock Awareness and Demand Campaign, and much more. To register for the meeting, please visit alaskapollock.org. Don't miss out. I'm SEVA News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Erna Barry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglion. That's right, she's still here. What do you mean still here? What is <laughs> that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, you were supposed to meet with HR the other day, and <laughs> there were rumors going around now. How I, dare you? I'm kidding. But uh, I mean, for anybody who caught the latest video of uh, you know, the Season News Weekly video, we changed things up a bit. And by we, I mean me, I decided to make myself the sole star of the show. <laughs> I am out of office for one day <laughs> and you changed the whole thing. I just wanted to I wanted to change things up a bit. You know, if you watch the latest video, you know, let us know what your thoughts are, but We've been doing the same thing for years, and I don't know. I just wanted to, like, phase me out. Phase you out. The thing is that I can't completely phase you out because of, like, things like the podcast. We have such a great banter. Yeah, try to do this by yourself. (laughs) So, Amanda. Yes, Amanda. (laughs) And I'm a little crazy, but I can't pull this off myself. We have a great relationship. Do we? Maybe not now, but we used (laughs) to have a great relationship, so... We'll see. Let seriously, if you if you watch a video, like I said, we want to change up after doing doing it for five years, and let let us know how much you miss me in videos. Please (laughs) let let Lauren know, and then we'll put her back on, and she can go solo. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, we want to know. Anyway,
1: well, finally, onto our first story. FFAW uniform president Keith Sullivan is firing back at Royal Greenland. So to quickly rehash, in July, FFAW accused Royal Greenland of, and I quote deliberately acting in poor faith in the summer shrimp fishery. FFAW claims that Royal Greenland in Quebec had been buying northern shrimp from Quebec harvesters caught in Newfoundland and Labrador waters for $1.38 per pound, but that were only offering Newfoundland harvesters $0.90 cents per pound.
0: Shortly after the accusations, Simon Jarding, the managing director of Royal Greenland's operations in Newfoundland, wrote a six-page letter to provincial politicians and community leaders. So some of his statements were covered in a Saltwater article titled, Time to put the gloves down, says Royal Greenland's boss in Finland. And in the article, Jarding said that the company's local operation, St. Anthony Seafoods, has set out to become a top professional seafood operator that will make the whole region proud. Uh, but that infighting is getting in the way.
1: FFAW president, Keith Sullivan, now has crafted his own response to the article writing, Despite Mr. Jarding's attempt to pull the wool over the eyes of salt wire readers, I will attempt to explain the facts of these complex issues. Sullivan said that Jarding's assertion that Royal Greenland truly wants product landed and processed in Newfoundland and Labrador has proven to be categorically false. The company, a crown corporation of the country of Greenland, flatly refused to buy shrimp from Newfoundland harvesters at a fair price earlier this summer telling harvesters if they wanted to fish, they must bring their product all the way to Quebec if they wanted a buyer. A full letter written by Sullivan can be found on SeafoodNews.com. In other
0: news, Cook has finally gotten its wish. The Canadian seafood giant is in agreement to acquire Australia-based Tassel Group after sweetening its deal to 771.4 million U.S. dollars. So Cook has eyed Tassel for at least a few months now. Um, In June, Tassel rejected a $721.53 million US dollar acquisition bid, um, along with another pair of takeover pushes earlier in June and in May. Um, The multiple rejections led to Cook purchasing additional sales of Tassel in July. Glenn Cook, the CEO
1: of Cook, said in a statement that Tassel is an excellent fit with Cook, as we have many similarities between the two companies. Our people and communities are very comparable as well with agriculture, fisheries, aquaculture, and forestry, prominently supporting export-driven economies. Mark Ryan, the CEO of Tassel added, we believe in sustainably produced food and in responsibly harnessing our precious water resources. Our responsible business blueprint sets out how we will do this to ensure a prosperous, healthy planet for future generations. Combining our two companies, People First Cultures and our shared passion for producing top quality seafood is a natural fit. The future acquisition of Cook enables Tassel to fast track our goal to be one of the world's most transparent
0: and sustainable protein producers. Now, moving into some market news, Erneberry seafood market researcher Josh Bickert reports that frozen Chilean semiflaes into the US remain steady for the better part of the summer. But we're now starting to see prices retreat somewhat with the cost of fresh Chilean flays at the lowest pricing the market, which the market has seen in 2022. Both typical summer seasonality and an influx of competitively priced smaller Canadian whole fish being filleted provided downward pricing pressure on fresh Chilean flays this summer. Some buyers are opting to go with less expensive fresh salmon flays as opposed to frozen when able. Frozen fillets
1: saw firm pricing in Q1 and Q2 when fresh was at all-time highs, and market participants reported that spot market inventories on frozen were low in the U.S. Many suppliers opted to sell product fresh into the marketplace as opposed to freezing, as it was quicker and still cost-effective. After pricing retreated by 16%, going from about $7.40 per pound on May 9th down to $6.20 per pound on June 13th, processors reportedly began freezing more fish. Many market participants reported having to play catch up on contracted frozen fish orders due to the lack of freezing products when the fresh market was at its previously stated high levels. We're just now beginning to see more frozen product available on the spot market
0: and price levels are beginning to chase that afresh. Market participants will look to see if the trend of buyers opting for less expensive fresh down over that of frozen continues. Two factors that may have a possible impact moving forward are the firming of the aforementioned smaller Canadian whole fish, as that market begins to somewhat settle, as well as competing destinations outside the US, which started to see increased demand for product. Reports of stronger buying interest and higher pricing are noted, which can divert product that could have been uh, previously bound from the United States. With June imports for frozen flays into the US from Chile reaching 8.9 million pounds, a 6.5% jump from last year, and an increase to 58.1 million pounds either date, it will be interesting to see if those increases in imports continue with uh, potentially uh, or more attractive landing spots for the Chilean product. And in the world of crab, earner-bearing market reporter Jenna
1: Schreiber reports that Canadian snow crab has been an example of one of the biggest swings in the seafood market in 2022. Five to eights out of the Gulf began 2022 at $17 And beginning of August, the market is $10 cheaper, or 57% lower than January 2022. The market is extremely unsettled with collective levels all over the board, with some lower offers and a few higher offers noted. Some market participants are seeing good movement in sales, while others continue to see high inventory levels and not enough large volume sales to keep the flow of product moving through the distribution chain. Both retail and food service have reported challenges when it comes to Snow Crab in 2022. Higher-priced inventory that has been slow to move in the early part of 2022 has backed up would-be sales in the late spring and summer. Even with Russian snow crab levels severely reduced because of the sanctions, the U.S. has placed on Russia due to the war with Ukraine, the volume of snow crab continues to outstrip the current demand. Overall imports through the first half of the year for snow crab are 28.5% lower year-to-date. Canada is down 17%, while Russia is down 66%
0: year-to-date through June 2022. One of the more interesting trends to note is how June imports have fallen off pace of not only last season, but also the three-year averages for snow crab. May and June are typically the highest import months throughout the year and follow very closely to the Canadian snow crab season. Currently, June 2022 imports are 20.2% lower than the June 2021 imports and are 34.7% lower than the three-year average. Given that Canadian quotas have increased roughly 33% and harvesting out of Canada is complete with landings at 98% caught in the Gulf and 100% caught in Newfoundland, unless July imports are significantly higher, snow crab looks to be stuck in transit and not flowing anywhere near as quickly or at the same levels as it has the past several years.
1: When looking at retail, Jenna says that the average retail price has trended lower since the beginning of the year. Prices have oscillated each week, but overall the trend is lower. Currently, the average retail price is just under the three-year average by 1.5%. Year-to-date, the average price at retail remains much higher than in previous years and is 29.7% higher than last year. Buying opportunities or retail features, however, are higher, up 13%. Marching further into August, many market participants continue to report that they are balancing needs with opportunities offered. However, many still report an unsettled marketplace. Overall, crab, whether it be snow, king, dungeness, or crab meat, all have had downward pricing pressure, and all of these premium crab species have seen market drops through the past several months. Participants hope that demand will improve and crab will continue to flow through the
0: supply chain. And finally, for our last story, congratulations are in order for Croix Arctic's 2022 Women and Aquaculture Scholarship winners. Abigail Abaki tarici and Eliza Suripoulou. The Aquaculture Company announced in May that for the 30 in a row, they would be awarding two annual scholarships to support the further education, research and career development of women in the field of aquaculture. One of the scholarships is dedicated to an, an applicant from any country globally, while the second is designated for applicants from countries in Africa. In addition to a $10,000 scholarship, the winners also received a paid one-month summer spa, uh, summer internship on in the Kroger Arctic Salmon uh, site in Norway with consideration for employment upon graduation. And just one more quick note, I just want to apologize for butchering those names, but congratulations. You, I thought they sounded fantastic. <laughs> there was no
1: stumbling, so just say it with confidence and it's got to be right. <laughs> Jennifer Bushman, Chief Marketing Officer at Kuroi Arctic, said that we're beyond thrilled by the recognition our scholarship is receiving, as achieving gender equality and empowerment for women in aquaculture is something we are deeply passionate about. Congratulations again to the
0: winners. And real quick before we go, the new Watch Us Eat video was released last week. Lauren and I dived into Pacific Rockfish from Tiny Fish Co., And Tiny Fish Co. was launched by Chef Sarah Howman, who appeared on Top Chef Portland in 2021. Chef Sarah started Tiny Fish Co. with the goal to inspire the canned fish industry by sharing products that are sustainable, flavorful, and tell the fish's story from water to tin. So Tiny Fish Co.'s Pacific Rockfish is harvested off of Coos Bay, Oregon, and prepared in a sweet and salty mix of gluten-free soy sauce, mirin, organic cane sugar with a kick of wasabi powder and citric acid. So, if you haven't watched it already, check it out in the c News YouTube channel and let us know what else you want to watch us eat. You're done? Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs>